Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 32 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your tiny bladdered host, Leroy Luna, and I'm coming at you straight out of my closet with a couple tales of peeing in public. We've talked about public dumping on a few occasions, the mad pooper, and that adult man-child who conned women into changing his dirty diapers come to mind. But we haven't really explored public urination. Until now. I'm so happy to be doing this, because I think it would be a real shame to piss away this golden opportunity. Urine for a real treat. But before we get this potty started, I have a couple things I want to say. First off, thank you for the support, everyone. You guys have been great with sending me messages, show ideas, your personal crime stories. I love it all. The five-star reviews are coming in so consistently that I don't even have to harass you for them anymore. This show has grown so fast, especially in the early stages here, but unfortunately it's been plateauing the past few months. I'm doing my best to continue to get a steady flow, a stream of listeners in here. I'm handing out flyers, cold calling random people over the telephone. I'm out there ringing doorbells like a Jehovah Witness trying to recruit new followers to support the cause. My neighbors run away when they see me coming. But even with all that, I still need your help. So if you can all do me a solid and get one friend or family member to listen to the show, that'd be great. Just one each. If y'all did that, the numbers would double practically overnight. I can tell people how great I am all day, till I'm blue in the face. But it comes across as a little bias, with me being the host and all. I find a recommendation from a friend always goes a long way. Just holds more weight. Keep in mind you don't have to threaten anyone to listen. But be firm with them. Let them know you mean business. Actually, threatening's okay too. Just don't get violent. Unless you have to. You know what? I trust you guys to do what you feel is necessary in order to get the job done. Let's move on. It's joke time. And I have two here. The first one I read on upjoke.com. And it goes a little something like this. I saw a sign today that made me pee my pants. Oh yeah? What'd it say? Toilets closed. (laughs) In this next one, I actually heard a guy say this years ago in a public washroom. And now I've said it a few times myself. It's always met with laughter, 
Nervous laughter, but laughter nonetheless. Sorry, ladies, but this one is for the fellas. Okay, so here's what you do. When you walk into a crowded bathroom and see a few dudes lined up at the urinals taking a leak, you walk up to them and say, Oh, so this is where all the dicks hang out. Alright, you know what that sound means. Everybody hop in and let's Tom Cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends. I promise to get you all home before there's an accident. I'm a little concerned, though. The minivan is leaking fluid all day. Episode number 32, You're in Trouble. This may come as a surprise to you, but I don't have any recent stories about peeing my pants in public. I have several stories about shit in my pants. Why is that, I wonder? I chalk it up to being a guy. Now that I think about it, it makes perfect sense. Of course, I've peed several times in public, but being a dude, it just wasn't a big deal. You find a bush, a building, a back alley, a tree, a secluded area. Whip it out and do your thing. It's much harder for a lady, because they actually have to pull down their pants all the way and squat, same position as if they were dropping a deuce. It requires more time, technique, and a little privacy. Anyways, the last time I remember pissing myself was back in the second grade. Teachers these days seem much younger than I remember. My kids have teachers in their 20s and 30s, nice friendly young ladies. Where were they when I was a boy? My teachers were much older and grouchy. My kindergarten teacher was in her 50s. The teacher I had in the second grade was pushing 60, sporting a shortly quaffed salt and pepper mullet with an I'm too old for this shit type of attitude. She was a mean daughter of a bitch, Miss Cox. Ironically, she was a lesbian, but that's neither here nor there. I remember this one particular day she was in a horrible mood. I was a shy little guy and had to go to the bathroom so badly but couldn't summon up the courage to ask her if I could use the facilities. So I sat there trying my best to hold it in until that 3.30 bell. I made it till about 2.45 and I just couldn't keep it in any longer. My tiny bladder felt like it was going to burst. So I sat there and just peed myself right in my chair in the middle of class. Thankfully, majority of the urine was absorbed by my tidy whities Mr. Briefs, I believe, were my brand of choice. I was wearing black track pants, so that also worked in my favor. Not very noticeable at all. I made it uncomfortably through the rest of class undetected, and all the way home with no one being the wiser. But I was just a kid, and accidents happen. The people in these stories, however, are adults. Adults who should know better, and these, my friends, are no accidents. But they can definitely be categorized as strange incidents. Okay. This first story takes place in the 16th largest state in the U.S. of A. That's right, we are headed to the Midwest, more specifically, Nebraska. Even more specifically, York County, Nebraska, which has a population of a little over 14,000 people. Even more, 
even the most specifically, as specific as we can get, we are headed to the westbound rest stop along Interstate 80, just outside the city of York. For those not familiar with the term rest stop, it may be called something different in other parts of the world. Vocabulary.com gives this definition. A rest stop is a public area at the side of a road or highway where you can stop your car to eat, stretch your legs, or refill your gas tank. People don't usually rest at a rest stop. They usually wait in long bathroom lines and consume fried food. End quote. <laughs> ah, the American dream. Yeah, it's definitely a convenience thing. So on long road trips, you don't have to go way off course to find a bathroom, get gas, take a nap, re-energize, whatever the case may be. Truckers use these frequently. They can take a dump in there, empty their piss bottles if they need to. That's a thing, right? If I was a trucker, I'd definitely have a pee jug by my side so I didn't have to get out of the vehicle so often. I know a few listeners drive big rigs. My pal Gaz in England, Andrea as well. I'm sure there's a few others. Seems like a great job for listening to podcasts while you're out on that open road. And hey, if you are a trucker, let me know your bathroom habits while on the road. Especially women. I'm very curious. It must be tough. I'll have to do an episode on a trucker sometime and we can deep dive into some of their habits. Tricks of the trade. Problem is, I hear most of them are serial killers. So we'll have to get one that's into softer crimes. I'll do my best. Not making any promises, though. I'm just busting balls. Shout out to all the truckers out there holding it down. Okay, I actually googled this specific rest stop. It's nice. Has a hiking trail and an exercise area for dogs. Washrooms, which we'll get to soon. Uh, soda pop machines, a vending machine, etc. Didn't see a gas station or diner, so I'm not sure about that. It received 4.3 out of 5 stars on Google reviews. Who reviews a rest stop anyways? <laughs> I guess it could hold some important information about safety, but honestly, people will review anything. Anyways, a couple reviews here. This is a five-star from nine months ago, and it says, I can't complain because it kind of saved my life. Yesterday, I was driving along the 80 when I saw a funnel up here a mile in front of me. It got closer and closer to the ground. Then it touched the ground, but it also became rain-wrapped. At this point, I didn't know what to do. I was supposed to make a left onto the 81 in York, Nebraska, but decided it was too risky. I pulled over at this rest stop. It was pouring and started to flood. Blah, 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 yada, yada. And then in conclusion, they say, this rest stop is a nice place to stop during a tornado. Wade Byers gave a four-star review and said, quote, I'd take a dump here again. And finally, Michael Depew said, Clean, good toilet paper. And there you have it. Not a bad little rest stop, but unfortunately, beginning on December 26, 2018, just after Christmas, things started to get weird in the women's washroom. December 26, 27th, and 28th is when it all started. Someone urinated all over the walls, the floor, in the sinks, and actually soaked the rolls of toilet paper. They also somehow blocked the sensors on the toilet so they couldn't flush. Absolute madness. Three nights in a row this happened. And this was obviously no accident. The people in Nebraska had a messy situation on their hands. York County Sheriff Lieutenant, quote, Someone was coming into the rest area's women's restrooms and had peed on multiple items. It got so bad, they decided to close down the westbound rest area while an attendant was not there. End quote. These rest stops are open 24 hours a day. This is going to be a major inconvenience for road-weary motorists. 
the washroom attendants are only there between 6.30 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. So for 14 hours in the evening and overnight, the washrooms were closed. Unfortunately, this tactic didn't work very well. When the westbound washrooms were closed, the man decided to start hitting up the eastbound rest stop, which was just a few miles down the interstate. It got hit 10 times in a month. Something had to be done. The Department of Roads was all like, Hey, let's set up a hidden camera in front of the rest stop entrance. Uh, yeah, great idea. Not sure why there wasn't one there to begin with, but shortly after this happened, the camera started paying off in a big way. The camera captured a guy entering the women's washroom at 10.46 p.m. He was wearing a hoodie, a hat, and a headlamp? Okay. He didn't leave until about 11.30. What the heck was he doing in there for 45 minutes? The very next night, he reappeared a little after 6 p.m., this time with a lady. He had a hot date, and they were in there for over an hour. Very suspicious. January 25th, 14 toilet paper rolls were found to be soaked with urine. That time, a sheriff's sergeant had actually been in there checking things out around 10.30. Shortly after he left, the mystery man must have been watching him, because he strutted in there and did his thing for about an hour. Yet again. The officer just missed him. However, he did some extra police work that paid off. He wrote down the license plates of all the vehicles in the lot that night, and he got an interesting hit. One of the cars belonged to a 29-year-old woman who resembled the accomplice who was seen with a leaky lawbreaker on a few occasions. And that vehicle just so happened to get pulled over a month earlier, and a 37-year-old man had been driving it using a suspended license. This was the break they needed, and the pieces were falling into place. Officers found it strange that women were going in and out of the bathroom while the man was in there, and they didn't seem at all rattled when coming out. That's when they realized the woman was serving as a lookout and would alert her man whenever a female was about to enter. He'd then hide in a stall until she left. Quite the operation. Finally, on February 5th, 2019, about six weeks after this all began, officers swooped in and arrested the perpetrators. That was pretty weak. The officers found clothes in the house that matched what the couple was wearing on video. Timothy J. Welch and Victoria M. Gilbert were now in custody. Timothy was charged with criminal mischief, and Victoria was charged with aiding and abetting criminal mischief. That's pretty badass. Seventy rolls of toilet paper in total were destroyed, and with cleanup costs taken into account, they estimated there was approximately $2,500 in damage. Timothy and Victoria both pleaded guilty to the charges and never did give a reason as to why they pulled off these immature and unsanitary acts. Your guess is as good as mine. They need a hobby, that's for sure. Stealing toilet paper because you need it? I'd understand. And from the reviews, I hear the TP was quite soft and luxurious. But urinating all over the place just to mark your territory seems ridiculous. And the poor bathroom attendant. They don't get paid enough to deal with that kind of nonsense. And why spend an hour in there while your girlfriend's just chilling in the parking lot? Seems kind of boring. Was he drinking insane amounts of liquids to get maximum amounts of urine out? Maybe he was doing other kinky stuff in there. I guess we'll never know. The judge dropped the hammer down on this couple, which was nice to see. Timothy Welch was sentenced to 60 days in jail and had to pay $580 in restitution. Not bad. And Victoria Gilbert spent two days in jail had to pay back $500 in restitution, and received six months probation. Not a severe price to pay, but it was nice to see that justice was served in some form. We've seen people get much less for doing much more. I hope this couple learned their lesson. 
Just pee all over your own bathroom like the rest of us. Know what I'm saying? Moving on. That story was quite peculiar, but now we're going to switch gears and meet a man that had a much more aggressive approach. And this will take you all by surprise, I'm sure, because we are heading over to Florida for this one. What? Not Florida. That's insanity. Let's head on over to Gainesville. Gainesville is a beautiful city in northern Florida. Very nice if you're outdoorsy. Lots of lakes and parks to visit. Most notably, musician Tom Petty was born and raised there. He's one of the best. Rest in peace, my man. Gainesville is also home to the University of Florida, and that's the area where we will be heading. The year is 2014, and it's late February, early March. Four women have contacted Gainesville police with strikingly similar stories, and it's all been going down across from the University of Florida, in and around their sprawling campus. These young ladies have fallen victim to a serial urinator. That's spelled S-E-R-I-A-L, not the breakfast type, although I'm sure this gentleman would be more than happy to take a piss in your Cheerios. Here is his M.O. All the young women said he crept up on them very quietly as they strolled along the sidewalk. He'd unzip his pants and start peeing all over them. Simple as that. This guy gets straight to the point. He's a man with a plan and he knows what he wants. Whenever the woman would turn around to say, Hey, what the heck, man? He'd take that opportunity to expose himself to them, and then he'd hightail it out of there. Creepy stuff. Funny from an outsider looking in, but this could only be performed by a disturbed individual. It for sure crosses the line of fun-loving prankster. Also, this is the type of behavior that could escalate sometime in the future. Very brazen on his part. Or dare I say, ballsy. One of the women was confident enough in what she witnessed to describe the man to a sketch artist. According to the Gainesville Sun, this is the description that was given. Quote, The suspect was described as a 25 to 30 year old, 6 foot tall black man of medium to chunky build with short curly hair. I'm assuming they're talking about the hair on his head. And he also had a dark complexion. He was last seen wearing a gray or dark hoodie and baggy jeans. End quote. With descriptions like these, you can see why black men are sometimes wrongfully accused of crimes. It's unfortunate. Imagine if she said it was a white man with a light complexion. I'd be going, that could have been me. This description does narrow it down, but still doesn't help that much. The police sketch in this case, though, is what captured people's attention and made this story go viral. The guy looks like a Muppet. The sketch is unlike anyone you'd ever see in real life. Hilariously horrible. Maybe the sketch artist the police normally use called in sick that day and one of the officer's buddies filled in. Hey, you're a good artist. Want to come make some extra cash today, bud? Yeah, sure, man. But I gotta warn you, I mostly just, like, draw cartoon characters and stuff. Eh, yeah, don't worry about it. Be a piece of cake, bro. That's how I imagine the conversation went. Uh, I'll have to post a picture of this sketch um, on Facebook or whatever. Uh, if I remember. <laughs> I don't know, I'm terrible with that stuff. I'm not really doing it much justice in my description. You, you kind of have to see it to believe it. Despite the horrible sketch, when the story leaked out to the public, three more women came forward, making the total of victims at least seven. Police had undercover officers out patrolling the area where the crimes occurred, hoping to catch the culprit in the act, but to no avail. The guy probably knew something was up and decided to lay low and avoid capture. They should have at least used younger female officers out there as bait. That might have worked. After the story received significant media coverage, the trail of urine went cold. 
The serial urinator just seemed to vanish, leaving nothing behind but a hot, steamy stream of urine, and seven very confused and pissed off, pissed on women. That was it. Never caught. I'm not sure what to think of this guy. Sounds like a bit of a predator. Likely not a college prankster, especially if he was closer to 30 years of age. He also worked alone, too. Must be a fetish thing. So many weirdos out there. <laughs> it's mildly terrifying. And to think, this guy is still out there somewhere, being all creepy. Kind of like the mad pooper from episode two. Oh, hey now. Wow, imagine that. Where was she? Uh, she was from Colorado Springs. Damn it. But it does go to show there's someone out there for everyone. You know, I think they'd really hit it off and make quite the power couple if they ever met. Hmm, I wonder. Who would wear the pants in that relationship? And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 32. You're in trouble. The weirdness never stops around here, does it? And I wouldn't have it any other way. As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. Ah, darn it, I forgot my watch. Does anyone know what time it is? Yeah, you know it's listener confession time, baby. So let's get criminal, criminal. I wanna get criminal. Oh, hey folks, me again. I will be narrating this week's story, and it comes in from my pal Linny. So here goes. All right. So I didn't commit this crime, but was there when it happened. I was 15 and filling out an application at a local Taco Bell. My mom was in the car waiting for me to finish. In the middle of filling out my application, the fucking place gets robbed. At gunpoint. As soon as the two guys busted in waving guns around, I just put my head down until they left. This was a long time ago, so I don't remember what was said, but it was pretty quick. Not sure if they ever got caught. As you could imagine, my mother was absolutely freaking out while I'm being held in this Taco Bell for questioning by a detective. <laughs> I think minimum wage was like $5.15 an hour at this point, so I definitely didn't take that job. On the upside, it made me focus on my grades more, because I definitely don't want to work at a place where the chances of having a gun waved in my face are not exactly zero. Scared straight A's. Love your pod, friend. Keep up the good work. Linny. That is the best. You never really think about it when you're at a fast food joint, but these places get robbed quite a bit. What a messed up situation while you're filling out a job application. I'd also say, screw this, I ain't working here. I always thought it would be kind of cool to be at a bank or something like that while it's getting robbed. Probably actually be terrifying. Obviously a non-violent robbery. You ever just daydream and think, I wish someone would rob the hell out of this place. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to witness that firsthand, Lenny. And with your mom watching helplessly from the car. Oh, man. I feel bad for her, too. Crazy. Thanks so much for the story, Lenny. Appreciate it. Excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com to send in your listener confessions and possibly have them played on the air. Okay, before we get out of here, I have a promo to play for you from a podcast hosted by my friend Laura Norton. She is the best. And her pod is called One Strange Thing. If you enjoy Excuse Me, That's Illegal, then I know you're going to love this one. Stories are short and sweet with just the right amount of craziness. I've been binging the heck out of this show lately. My favorite episode so far is called The Barber. It's about a man in the 1940s who was giving people free haircuts in the neighborhood. Sounds like a nice guy, right? A pillar of the community. 
Well, not really, because the creep was breaking into homes and giving these trim jobs to unwilling participants while they were sleeping. I'm kind of jealous I haven't told that story on the show. Anyways, it's amazing. And you'll hear more about it in a moment. As for me, uh, come meet me here in another 10 days for another hearty helping of softcore scumbaggery. Peace. All right. Take it away, Laura. We all enjoy a little mystery. Every other week, One Strange Thing presents forgotten stories from America's news archives. They all have something in common, a single element that can't quite be explained. I'm Laura Norton. Join me on One Strange Thing, and you'll hear about a class ring that disappeared on one continent and reappeared on another, and the ominous whistling that terrorized a young bride in Louisiana and the chemical warfare once waged on a sleepy town in Illinois. And then there's the house in Atlanta that once dripped human blood. And that's just the start. No matter the place or the people, one strange thing brings you stories that are very real and just a little otherworldly. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.